Hi, y'all. My name is Danasia, and I am a 22-year-old Taipei Black girl from Las Vegas who just moved to New York City last year to work for L'Oreal as a financial analyst. Hey, y'all. My name is Faith, and I'm a 23-year-old Taipei Black girl from AZ living in Denver, working remotely for Cisco as a business analyst. Season five is here, and we cannot wait to share more about our personal lives, working big girl jobs, relationships, and life in general as Taipei Black girls. Hope you enjoy. Hi, guys. Welcome to this week's episode. Yeah, le- welcome. Um, season six episode. I'm actually not sure. Um, we are doing our book club um, this season. Please join the group me because all of the updates will be there. We actually do need to put some updates up in there. Um, but definitely click the link in our link tree to check out the group me. Um, it's also going to be in our show notes. Um, it's just we're just trying to create like a type of black girls community. I know why did it take six seasons, but better late than never vibes. Um, also on the on the topic of subscribing and following, subscribe to the YouTube channel. We're not at 200 subscribers yet, but we're trying to get there. And we know there's way more than 200 of y'all. So please get it going on the YouTube and please comment to boost us up in the algorithm. And finally, follow us on Instagram to get updated if another opportunity um, to come on a future season as a guest arises. And that's why you see a third person on the screen right now. Yes. So guys, we have our first guest of this season, season six. Everybody, welcome Tiffany. Hey! Very happy to be here. <laughs> now would be the time for me to input the little clap thing. I might I might do that after the fact when we edit. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, but Tiffany, thank you so much for coming on. As you guys can see by the title of this episode, we're calling this No One's Coming. You guys will get context on what this means as we go throughout the episode. But first, we wanted to just introduce Tiffany. She's our first ever guest that is actually a type A black girl on yeah. here. Mm-hmm. Like, like we didn't know her before we just met her literally today. Like we've known her through Instagram and stuff and like conversating, but this is our first time actually meeting. And if you guys were paying attention to our Instagram, we had a trivia like during our off season where we had the opportunity for someone that was participating, one of our audience members to win a chance to come on the podcast. It was given Danimal sweepstakes for real. And Tiffany, Tiffany won the trivia. So she's our first ever guest to come on from the trivia. We want to say thank you for participating. For she knew, you knew damn near every answer. Look. You were crowned like queen type A black girl. So <laughs> congratulations on getting the spot to be a guest today. And, you know, we've been talking about this topic and I think it's going to be a really good one. Um, but to give a little bit of background on Tiffany, um, Tiffany is from Jersey. So we in the same state right now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, she just graduated from Rutgers this year. She found us from Faith's TikTok, um, introducing like, you know, a bunch of black podcasts that you can listen to. I think that's how a lot of you guys came to us. Um, and she has a, has a dog named Dr. Strange. So I'm gonna let Tiffany, you know, dive a little bit deeper into who she is and just kind of give us a rundown on her life. Well, thank you, Denisha, for the introduction. Once again, thank you all so much for the opportunity um, to allow me to come and speak. I'm really, really excited to be here. If y'all see me smiling, I'm just geeked. (laughs) Really happy to be here. But yeah, I am from Jersey. I'm in the Central Jersey area. So shout out to y'all in Central Jersey, which is a thing. I don't know if y'all know, but there's like beef on if Central Jersey is a thing um, cause you know, you have North and South and then Central. Hello. That's where I'm at. 
Um, I wouldn't be here if it didn't exist. Um, so I am from the Central Jersey area. I am a recent grad from Rutgers Newark, which is up north, majored in supply chain management with a minor in African American studies. On wow. August 21st, I will be starting my full-time job, which I will get into a little later. Um, yeah. period. My favorite artist currently, probably forever. Frank Ocean, SZA, and Beyonce. I know the Holy Trinity is Father, Son, Holy Spirit. One of my other Holy Trinities, Frank, SZA, Beyonce. No other option. Um, as far as hobbies, I'm still trying to figure that out. Um, if you all have any recommendations, please let me know. Um, I'm kind of active. I'd say I have like a 75-80% activity level when it comes to being outside and, you know, doing stuff like that. But I'm really open to new, you know, new ideas, new opportunities and all of that stuff. But yeah, that's a little bit about me. And yeah, what are you about to get into? <laughs> yeah, so today's episode, you know, I feel like we can really relate to this, especially being you being a recent grad and us being graduated for a year. But yeah. It is just really hard transitioning into being an adult for real and starting a job. And for us, like moving across the country and just kind of being like, what's the word? A little siloed, like, like honestly, just alone and like yeah. starting off your life and realizing like, damn, like it's really just me out here. And yeah. we have this term that me and Faith have said before, like no one's coming, like something can be going wrong and it's really up to you to figure out how to handle the situation. No one's coming. There's no one coming to save you. There's no superhero that's going to come and solve the day. Like it's really just up to you. Yeah. So we thought this episode could really be about like how you rely on yourself and how you can learn to be alone too, because that's really, really hard. And I think some people aren't able to be alone, but sometimes if you're forced to be like, if you graduate and you move, or even if you're like in college and you move and you go to a different state, like out of state, Either way, you're alone. So it's it's not easy. Yeah. Mm -mm. At at all. So before we get into that, because it's, it's going to be something, let's go Ooh. ahead and get into our, our RBT. If you're new here, um, when we have guests, we, we don't share RBTs. It's strictly the guests. Um, and so RBT is basically Rose is something that's good that happened in your week, but it's something you're looking forward to. And Thorn is something bad that happened in your week. And I know Tiffany has heard a plethora of our RBTs. So you already know the drill. <laughs> So girl, go ahead. What's your RBT? Yes. Actually, I do RBTs with my friends sometimes um, as like an icebreaker, especially if I haven't, you know, catched up with them in a while. So definitely for anyone out there, do RBTs with your friends. Um, it's really fun and it's an easy way to catch up and, you know, no pressure behind it. Um, what do I want to do first? Let's do my bud. Um, so I already mentioned y'all. August 21st, I start my new job. I will be working in merchandise planning at Macy's in New York. Oh I will be a corporate Great. baddie. Finally, Great. again. Um, so I'll be in the city with Denisha. I'm super excited about that. And currently, I'm trying to prep my room for it. I'll be hybrid. So I need my space to be, you know, good and things like that. I have to go get clothes soon. So kind of prepping on that. But I'm just finally excited to start working and, you know, start this career that I've been wanting for so long. Um, another bud, I'm going to Puerto Rico with my friends for Labor Day weekend. The plans <laughs> made it out, the group chat. I am so excited. Um, I'm going with friends from middle school, actually. And, you know, I've known these folks Whoa. 10 plus years and we're finally making it out um, during hurricane season. But you know what? We're covered and we're going to be good. 
it's here for the vibes, here for the vibes. Um, also, hopefully that turns into my man's birthday trip. So we'll see, fingers crossed, if he can get on the trip. But child, I don't know at this point. Um, and I'm going to brunch on Saturday. I love a good brunch. Um, every now and then I just need an excuse to get out and put a nice spit on and, you know, have some fun. Once again, more plans. I made it out the group chat. So I'll be hopping around everywhere um, this upcoming Saturday. I don't know when y'all are listening to this, but on a Saturday, you will see me at a brunch with my friends. <laughs> um, a rose from this week. I kind of had like a pretty chill week. Um, so it was hard for me to find a rose and a thorn. Um, thank God it took me a while to find the thorn. Because if this was last week, I would have had about five. Yeah. <laughs> um, but my rose for this week on Monday, I was able to go back to my alma mater and speak to a high school program that I participated in before I started school my freshman year. It's a business program for um, students of diverse backgrounds. They're in the program for six weeks. They take courses on campus. They also go on corporate site visits and things like that. Um, and my sister is currently, my younger sister is the program coordinator for that. So obviously, if she needed anything, I kind of had no choice but to go help. Um, but I love mentorship. I love talking to kids. They're not kids. They were taller than me. <laughs> but, you know, I just love going and giving back. And that program really, you know, it instilled so much in me and really made me the student I was and the person I am today. So I got to go talk to them on Monday, which was really, really fun. And then my thorn for the week. I need new sheets. Really, really bad. <laughs> Hey, that's the first I, step of adulting is just part. figuring out the sheets. Oh, yeah, but here's tea. Sheets are expensive. Um, and payday's not until Friday. So um, we're still waiting on the sheets. But I had some satin ones from college. They still fit this bed. Reduce, reuse, recycle. Um, <laughs> but they're satin. And I don't know, maybe the temperature in my room, it just feels horrible. Whenever I go to sleep, I'm sliding and I'm falling off the bed and it's not doing what it's supposed to do. Plus, on top of that, my dog, he loves to, you know, do the scratch and whatever. So holes and I'm sliding off the bed and it's taking my bonnet off. <laughs> um, and that's honestly been disrupting my sleep. I have some like mismatch stuff on right now, but it's getting on my nerves and I really, really need new sheets. So hopefully... On Friday, I can get some new ones, especially, like I said, before I start work, you know, so I can really clear out my space and make it as fresh as possible um, with also, you know, keep in mind of the bank, um, you know, but new sheets immediately because I cannot continue to sleep the way that I have um, for the past few weeks. So, yeah, that's my RBT. Wow. <laughs> I feel you on the sheets, honestly, like. You have a jam-packed week, for one. But two, the mm -hmm. sheets, I really feel. Because yeah. I feel like satin sheets make me sweat so much. I'm not even that a sweater. Right. Right, but mm -hmm. they make me sweat like crazy. And I'm like, how do y'all do this? Like, I know yeah. it's supposed to be better for your skin and your hair. But, like, I'm going to just have to thug it out. Give me the microfiber. <laughs> I will Give be Give me the right. cotton. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Wow. You, I mean, that's RBT if I've ever seen one. I'm not going to. Not so much. Not not too much, but honestly, I, between season five and honestly season six, we've been like, yeah, we got about five roses, five thorns, five buds, and that's that's why RBTs take so long. But we want y'all to be informed because, like, because yeah. we're private girlies, only so much gets shared on the main story. Right, right. 
Girl, not even there. Uh, my friend told me she listened to the podcast to get updates because she said unless we haven't if we haven't called that week, she's oh. like, let me just go ahead and listen to the pod, make sure she alive. I'll be you like, yeah. It, you, I said, I said I am, and then when I call her, she get like you know she basically get the repeat of it. But I'm like, yeah. yeah some weeks if I if I'm going through it, sometimes the only time I have to really like wind down is the podcast that yeah. part, and that's it. That's, that's it. You know, oh, my my, my friends will get the update from here. Um, especially those that I haven't spoken to, you know, I'm going to send this link out immediately once the episode goes live. So y'all, if I haven't spoken to you in the past few weeks, here we go. <laughs> here no, we go. Literally. This is me. Literally. I'm not going to hold you. An update. Those weeks leading up to your first day at work, that's, it's a lot. Like it's a lot of stress. Like you, you over prep, especially as type A's, but like, let's go ahead and get into the topic because it kind of ties in for sure. Um, Tiffany, when did you realize that no one was coming, either a situation or a moment or a combo? When people started to go home and when people started to leave, that is when I realized that no one was coming. Um, like I said, I am going to Puerto Rico with friends from middle school, um, which is a relationship that I've had 10 plus years with some of them. Um, and then, you know, getting to college, I also had relationships that I formed. I'm not really a person to lose friends like that necessarily. Hopefully I don't lose a friend after I said that. Um, but you know, I'm not, I don't know. I, the people that I've known, the people that have been there with me through a lot, those are my people. I don't, you know, at least I thought, and maybe I probably was being naive or a little Delulu. Um, those were the people that I thought would come. Um, but I noticed like probably, gosh, I'd say like getting into spring semester um, this past year, like right before I was graduating, a lot of people kind of started dropping and falling off. And these are people that I thought would be in my life forever. Um, I don't deal with grief well. I don't deal with loss well. So the people that are here in my circle, y'all are here to stay, right? Or at least that's what I thought. Um, yeah. Y'all will be there at my wedding. Y'all will be there when I graduate. You know, we'll go on trips together. We'll have fun. We'll have our careers together. All of this stuff, right? All these people started dropping, you know, at the point where I needed these folks the most. I'm about to graduate. I'm about to start my job, which unfortunately got pushed back to August. But, you know, I was supposed to start working in June, right? So these are people that I needed that help with um, and needed that help from, right, you know, leading up to graduation and all that stuff. But then they started leaving and I was like, wait a minute, y'all weren't supposed to leave. Um, I thought you guys were going to be in my life forever um, or for a decent amount of time. That's what we spoke about, um, you know, and when people like that started leaving, I was like, oh, okay. Um, you know, I think that that was kind of just like supposed to happen, but definitely I think that was an indication of like, yeah, the people that were supposed to come with you for the big things, they're not here anymore. Um, and you know, it's kind of been happening, not rapidly, but you know, it's still been happening after that, but definitely, um, that was a big wake up call. Um, and it forced me to kind of look at myself a little more and look internally and be like, okay, if X person is leaving or if this person wanted to create fake beef to, you know, X themselves out of my life, what do I have to do now to kind of regulate myself, 
who else can I rely on or do I kind of just have to like dug it out myself? But definitely, yeah, when people started kind of exiting out my life, that's how I knew that, you know, no one was coming. So, mm. Frick. Yeah. Dang. <laughs> I, I was like, oh, I know that one. That's, is this what I was? That's kind of what it felt like. Um, I definitely, I think I went more so friend breakups. We definitely got, did we got an episode about that, moms? Not an in, not as in depth as we can get. No, we yeah, can... not as in depth as we can get. Definitely, I feel like for me, I think in this moment in time, I just started not thinking about them. Mind you, this friendship breakup happened during the pandemic. So, yeah, that's definitely something that maybe, maybe seasons down the line with it when it doesn't hurt as much because it I think I'm I don't care no more but that's neither here nor there for me when I felt like no one was coming is honestly I've been a big sister so it's all always been like them asking me for help there was nobody except for my mom but she she had a she had to be a mom she had to go to work like it was really just like face independent face independent um, but honestly, what it, when it really hit, cause I just thought that was just a way of life. That's just how, that's just how I lived. Um, but when I moved to North Carolina between the five or six duffel bags that I had unbox unpacking all the 72 boxes that I had, like nobody's going to be there to help you. And I didn't mm-hmm. really make friends until like I, they could come over until like two months after because of work. Shout out to Cisco for real, because I don't know where I would be without India and Winston. But like there was just a lot of adult stuff that nobody told me about. Like for me, because in the summer, so May, I graduated. My friends helped me move out of my apartment and I stayed, not sorry, out of my house. And I stayed with my best friend, um, Elisa. Y'all, y'all have heard about her, the one I surprised. And um, it was great. But during that summer, I was only paying the bills that I had to. If I could just incur a late fee. I am was going to take it. So three or four months of late fees and then um, trying to do security deposits and um, trying to figure out what apartments is the best for me and then paying first month's rent. Like that's a lot on top of already paying before my tenants actually came in and my, my property manager found a tenant. I had to pay rent and my freaking mortgage. Mm-mm. That <laughs> double rent, double that I feel like is like devil adjacent. Like that comes straight from the devil himself. He he created that. He created that. And I just feel like because it was just a lot of financial instability, it was like, oh my gosh, like people tell you to budget, but if you don't got no money, you can't budget. Like that's that's simply what it is. And I was literally broke. Like I, money was coming in, but as soon as the money was going in, it was going straight out. Because I had to, mm-hmm. I had to try to pay back my bill so it didn't affect my credit and things didn't go to collections. Like I was broke probably until the holidays because of back due bills. And just now, am I feeling like I'm financially stable? A year after I started my big girl job, like it's it's ri- ridiculous. And like another like intense moment where I felt like I'm alone. Like it felt like the movies. Like like I my mom left me took her lift back to, to go to, to go on her flight. And I was like, I was boohoo crying. And if y'all know me, it's even personally, like, even not personally, I'm a crier. Like I am a cry baby. Okay. So I literally, and I'm very dramatic. I'm a cry baby and I'm also dramatic. So I was like, we're going to cry, but we're going to listen to, we're going to listen to like 
like the the up you know the up and coming music and like the like the rom com. So <laughs> mine was like pocket full of sunshine and no hands. Love. That's what I was listening to on the treadmill. I'm sorry. Wait, wait, wait. You said <laughs> I, I had to. I had. I had to. Pocket full of sunshine to no hands. That, Waka Flocka and 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 what's her face is is a crazy mix. But Natasha, you Natasha. Natasha, yes. It's just no hands. Like if I have an attitude or if I'm just like sad, if I you cannot be sad or have an attitude with no hands. That's simply That's true. Like yeah. Like, and I just feel like as even just as a girl, a teenage girl, because that that at the end of the day, that's what we are. Um, you need to make a playlist that like immediately gets you out of your mood. Sometimes you want to be in a mood, but if you just got to get things done, put that playlist on. And mine has no hands and pocket full of sunshine. I'll I'll put it on the um I'll put it on the page. But yeah, that's th- those are some moments where I was like, yeah, that's me by myself. Like I'm running like, load away, like please. So mom, <laughs> what? <laughs> when was it? When was the time when you felt like no one's coming? Um. So for me, I mean, I, I relate to both of y'all. I feel like I've always been a very hyper-independent person. And since I was in college and even in high school, I knew that I wanted to like move away. I was always had this thing in my head, like, oh, I want to get out of my, I want to get out of my hometown. I want to leave. I just want to do my own thing. I want to be my own person. But I think I didn't understand that like doing that comes with a lot of costs, physical costs, like money costs, but also just like emotional costs. Like it's very taxing to do that and be alone and like leave your community. And I feel like I the moment that I feel like I was like really alone was when I first moved into this apartment. So like, if y'all have been listening for a while and you listen to like when we did our life updates episode a while back, um, I was talking about how I was in an Airbnb in Brooklyn. I was fighting for my life in that Airbnb. Mm -hmm. And then my moving day into this apartment that I had found after like literally going back and forth between Brooklyn, Jersey, Brooklyn, Jersey, like apartment hunting and stuff. I was moving in on October 1st and October 1st, I had to get all my stuff out of the Airbnb, plan an Uber, get like an Uber itself so I can put all the stuff I had brought, all my suitcases, all the groceries I had bought to live for that for that month. Um, and just anything that I had pre-packed in like a couple boxes, all in an Uber itself to get over to, to Jersey and hope that the Uber was big enough to literally just move and get all my stuff in all at once. And I had one little cart to put everything in to get into the apartment. So I was already, I didn't have no keys either. I had to go there and get the key too. So I was like stressed out and I woke up that morning and I was already alone and it was pouring rain. And I remember having to move all my stuff out of that, that Airbnb in the pouring rain. And I remember like loading it into the Uber and the Uber man just sitting inside the the Uber. And he like looked at me like through the, the mirror and just watched me do it alone. And I was like, no one's coming. Like, I was. I already don't like the rain. It ain't. It don't. It don't ever rain in Vegas. So this is the first time I'm really experiencing real East Coast rain. And I was just like, man, like I really feel like I was in a movie, like moving all my my shit out of the Airbnb alone. And I was just like, this sucks. And then a week before that, um, my dad had helped me put together some stuff and like try to get my my Airbnb situation figured out. And I had to drop him off at the airport um, in a rental car. Note of advice: Don't ever drive in an emotional state like that because I was boohoo crying on the road, like could Ooh. not see the road, and it already is hell driving in New York. Period. So I was like, like dropping him off, like having to cry on the way home, try not to crash because people are driving crazy. So like that entire first month, I want to say of like moving here and just getting adjusted was a lot. 
But especially I would say that day that I moved in because that was the one day where I was like, I have no help. I have no help. I have to do this all by myself. If I don't get this done, I don't move in. So I was like, I really have to just like tough it out. And I literally didn't even go back to that apartment that night. I literally like blew up a, a blow up mattress and just slept here. Cause I was like, I've done too much already today. I'm just sleeping here. And that's it. And that's today the only time I ever slept. Today drained me. Mm-hmm. I was like, I'm really sleep on an air mattress, just vibes. Like, no nothing. And you know, I love my bed. So it really took a lot for me to do that. But I was like, you know what? I really feel like that was the day that it clicked for me, especially coming out here that like I was really alone and like no one is helping me. Not even the man, not even the Uber driver in the Uber. He not going to help you. Mm-hmm. No one's going to help you. And maybe it's because I came to a very unforgiving area. I want to feel like, like compared to Vegas, I was used to people kind of having a little more like, I don't want to say Southern hospitality, but it's like kind of an element of that. Just Western hospitality, I guess. Yeah. I feel like, like, I don't know how to describe it, but it's like, if you, someone sees you like like struggling, they they gonna help you. But I've noticed out here, I haven't had as much of that. Like it's kind of like you have to develop a relationship with people for them to help you first. Mm-hmm. So like realizing that too was a lot, and I was just like, damn, like it's really just me out here. It's really hard. This is before I found out I had long lost family in upstate New York. But even still, <laughs> they weren't they weren't coming down to help me move into my apartment. So it was just like it was just by myself. But yeah. Um, so that's kind of an intro into like what what we've kind of been going through about how we feel like no one's coming. But for you guys, you know, I want to know what's the hardest thing that you feel like has made the transition between college and adulthood um, in your own personal experience. Like what's been the roughest part? Yeah. Um, Tiffany, I'll, I'll let you go. I'm still trying to figure it out. I need two seconds. One, two. Okay. Um. So not only... Um, are people leaving? And that's how I know that no one is coming. But I have nothing to occupy myself with in the interim. Um, I already told y'all I'm really struggling with the hobbies, not only hobbies, but just establishing routine. Um, And shout out to the girlies that graduated and moved right back home. Um, living on campus, you know, you're in your routine. I was in RA. So I had, you know, I lived by myself for what like nine months so it was like a baby um you know but I lived by myself for a while on my own really I had my routine not necessarily like a wake up go to class whatever but you know I I did what felt comfortable for me and I didn't really have anyone to report back to because I lived by myself I really could have moved at my own pace but coming home I still can do that to a certain extent and Shout out to my parents for allowing me to be um, as much as they can, though, because sometimes I will admit I do tweak around sometimes um, and they have to shut it down. But, you know, still just coming back home, coming back to this room that still has stuff packed up from when I first moved back home at the beginning of the pandemic coming back home and, you know, having to worry about sharing a car with my sisters again. And, you know, all of this stuff, like, I don't have the same routine that I had at school. Um, Granted, I'm still in that transitionary phase from college to, you know, full-time adulting and all of that, because I don't start work yet. But even still in this three months of me being, you know, like out of work until I really start my job, just not having a routine um, that I have 100% control of has been really, really hard. 
um, you know, into on top of that, not having the finances to establish that routine is also really hard. Um, you know, I eat the food that's prepared here. I drive my mother's car if she happens to be home. If my sister isn't home, it's really slow. So that plan that I had, you know, is out the window basically day by day. Um, like currently, I'm trying to get into the gym. Um, I really need to start prioritizing my health. Um, and, you know, peak gym hours. I went yesterday, never doing that again. Um, <laughs> you know, I need to go at like that 2, 3 p.m. thing. I could have done that at school. I had a gym in my building and I could have walked to the gym. Now I have to drive to my gym. If a car is not home before peak hours, it kind of just like throws me off. You know, and that, that even happened today. But we did an at-home workout. Shout out to Kobe Ting. Love you. Um, but like my, my routine was thrown off. You know yeah. what I mean? I woke up this morning. I was like, yeah, I'm going to do this. I'm going to go to the gym. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. I'm going to go drive up here. You know, also, I went to school up north. A lot of my life is still up north, too. Oh, I got to go up here to go do this. And then I have to run back down. I don't have any of that stability that I had just being by myself at school. And that's really been a pain in the butt. Mm. So, yeah. Yeah, that that one car or even two. Yeah. Oh my gosh. And you know what though? And my parents are going to listen to this and they're going to be so mad, but we have multiple cars, but it's that one car that they will never let me touch. Mm. Life could have been simpler if you just let me take the car. You know, we name we name our cars, right? If y'all would have just let me take Serena, I could still be on my routine. Right. I don't I don't want to take Venus today. Where's Serena? We need to catch <laughs> it up. No, exactly. Exactly. But yeah, definitely just like not having everything be completely my own and having to, you know, kind of live this Hannah Montana double life versus like, you know, the I guess the routine that I've built for myself in my head versus the routine that is really the only realistic thing because I'm home and these are my constraints. Like that's just been like beefing with each other lately. So that's yeah. been yeah. hard with the transition. Yeah, I will say, yeah, I, I, I talk, girl, I talk to a lot of my friends and I'm like, living with your parents, finances, solid. Mental health and routine, gone, <sighs> depending on your parents. But that routine, it, especially with that car, and the nature definitely can talk talk to that. But when you're living when you're living by yourself, money gone. But mental health, maybe a, a little, a few notches higher. You feel me? Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I I'm glad I don't live with my parents anymore. Wow, that must be nice. Child, <laughs> when I when, the money that left was not nice because the month Brizzo Apartments took it every month. Mm. Oh my gosh. Um, and speaking of Brizzo, for me, what really the one of the hardest things was for me. Like I I can say now how much I paid for rent because I don't pay it anymore. Um, I paid sixteen hundred for a one bedroom, and I was like, Are "You freaking kidding me?" Granted, I was paying around that same amount for my house, for a mortgage. Like I was like, "You've lost your ever loving mind." I know for the East Coast girls, they're like, "Okay, like sixteen hundred, like it, it okay." <laughs> but, but, but for me, yeah. I was like, "What the frick?" Coming from like. I work so hard for this house and I'm paying like a decent amount to this. Like what the, what the heck? But for me, it was, it was, it was lack of money. 
yes, I moved out of my parents' house a few years back, but like that lack of money and like at the end of the day, if you don't have money, you cannot budget. Like Google Sheets was not getting touched at all. Now, shout out to Google Sheets. But back then it was like, okay, how much do we have left after all the bills are paid? Okay. Uh, it's given uh, tacos, apples, uh, water, <laughs> spaghetti. But the thing is, with spaghetti, I, I haven't perfected my mom's recipe and I don't like it mm. if I can't cook it like her. That, so that's, that's yeah. my current dilemma at the moment. But also like trying to, when you do get settled, trying to learn how to budget the money when you, when you get it. Because you're like, okay, I actually have money now. Like I know how to, where to contribute and how much. And like, after all the bills, I have money. What do I do with this? Like, do I just hoard it? Because I don't know when, if I'm going to get fired because there's layoffs and stuff. Or how can I feel comfortable with spending? Y'all know I've, I just got comfortable with spending money. Like just now. Season one, oh, it was given scrimp and safe. But it had, I, I had to. That I had to. Okay. Um, but it, it was real. it's been, it's been really hard to spend and every time I spend I'd be like Denasia and I'd be like I spent this much like I like I'd be so happy to spend money because there was a point in time where one I didn't have it and two I may have had it but I didn't want to spend it because I didn't I didn't I was living in a state of fear with my money it was like I'm I have the money but I'm going to put it in a high yield savings account and just sit inside that's no way to live honestly this year 23 Half of it was spent, oh, I don't know if we just spend this money. Half of it was like, F it, we ball, YOLO, da 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 You know, I got to find that middle ground because it can get real crazy real fast. But another thing, I know we said the hardest thing, but like, there was a lot of hard things. Another thing is like lack of routine. I don't have school. I am the school sister. What the frick do I do? So there was a lot of naps. I mean, y'all know I'm a napper in the in the first place. That's just my coping mechanism. But like, I'm like, do I sit out the pool and read? I think a lot of the first year girlies, first year grad girlies, they be they get that book and they they just be reading. They get that Kindle and they be going. Like, that, if I when I once I get my iPad, I think I'm gonna get it. I think I'm gonna understand. Um, and and finally my last two, I guess last three comparison. Opening up that LinkedIn app. And being like, you got what job? Okay, let's see. Glass door. You're making how much? Like, definitely pocket watching vibes. Now I'm like, I really don't care. Like, I could actually care less. All I want to do is wake up, work, sleep, have fun on the weekends. Like, that's, and, and budget. I really have, have been enjoying budgeting, honestly. Google Sheets, that, that we've been best friends. I probably <laughs> see her more than I see you too, honestly. Um, and finally, <laughs> dinner and breakfast. What am I making for dinner every night? And then why is, if I make eggs, bacon, and English muffins in the morning, now I'm too tired to work. Like, what breakfast works for me? And now I'm like, now I figured out a year later, I can only do smoothies in the morning. I never answer the girlies that are like, I don't eat breakfast, I do smoothies. I have to do it or I will fall asleep by 10 a.m. And then my manager will ping me like, and I, I'm 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 answering two hours later because I didn't take a nap, and that's happened many a time. I will say my first year many a time, but my my manager don't be time watching me. Which shout out shout out to him because if he time watched me, I don't know where my job would be. But I get my job done, and that's all he cares about. Shout out to you, 
shout out to you. Now I'm not going to name drop. Shout out to you, mom. What are some things that were hard for you for the transition? Um, first, I mean, I want to say like also to Tiffany's point about living with your parents. I feel like I think I said this before too on the pod. Um, living with your parents, it's like you're not paying rent with money, but you're paying rent with other things. You're paying rent with mentally you're paying rent with your routine with your peace sometimes depending on your parents and like who else is in the home so I mean shout out to my girlies that did move back home after after college because for one it's cheaper until you're just in a weird transition place where it's like you probably didn't start your job yet or maybe you're still looking for a job and you're just like what do I do like I don't think people talk about that enough like it's a very weird stage to be in because I was in the same the same boat when I was waiting to start at L'Oreal and money wise also that was really hard because like I think we've talked about relocation packages like I did not get my relocation package until I got paid that October 1st like that's Mm -hmm. my first paycheck that I had with with actual money so like moving in the rain and having no relocation I was like like, I don't like being in the mud let's get out let's get out of the I don't like this is not fun like so like realistically like having having disposable income I think also has been a little it's been nice but it's also been like dang like I could really buy the things that I want but it's like lifestyle creep is also real don't overspend either like for me (laughs) my rent I'm paying more than my parents mortgage on rent welcome to they they have a five bedroom home four bath in in Las Vegas and a a full backyard so like when you put that into context it's like you know I know that I spend so much on rent and I spend so much just to live here and it's like I need to make sure I'm enjoying every second or at least trying to trying to make the most of my experience here because too much money is going out of my pocket to not like it so like that's been my main thing of like learning how to learning how to for one find hobbies that I like like when I came out here, I was reading all these books and like wa- reading all these articles and watching podcasts about how to be alone, yada, yada, yada. And everyone's like, find hobbies, find what you love, know what you want to do and just like invest in yourself. But I'm like, literally, I don't know what I want to do. I don't know what I want to do in my free time. Like, I don't even know what my hobbies are because prior to me graduating, it was literally just school, hanging out with friends, school again, like extracurriculars. It was like a cycle. And my main goal in college was to graduate and get a job. I was very much one track minded. I I was like, I can worry about hobbies when I graduate. And now here I am worrying about hobbies. So like, I mean, past me was right, but it's just, it's a very hard thing to come to terms with. And I think outside of that also, like for me, being separated from your community is really, really hard. And I've talked to my, my friend Mia about this because we were both in the same boat. Um, Like we live 10 minutes away from each other and we both talk about this, like, it's very hard to move to a new place where you have no family and friends. And I think the the roughest part is that your family and friends back home, their life still goes on, regardless of whether you're part of it or not. Like, mm. like I'll get videos of like my dad had took up golfing and him and my brother on the golf course, like golfing together. And it's like, realistically, if I was back home, that'd probably be something where I'm like, why are they golfing? You know, like I'd probably like, <laughs> like, what are y'all doing, bro? Like, I'd probably like make fun of it or I, I, I'd like joke around about it, right? And now that I'm apart, it's like, dang, that's probably like a core memory for both of them. And like my sister and my mom are both there experiencing it with them. And I'm experiencing it through FaceTime. And it's like, that sucks, you know? So when you realize that like all the small moments you were usually there for, for your family and friends, you can't be there for in person anymore. It's like only a FaceTime or like a text can do so much. Like, I think that really does hit home. And also just not having community in a new city or a new state that you're in 
is really tricky because I feel like on one end, you're very vulnerable. Like the friends that you do meet, you probably latch onto them pretty quick. Cause you're like, you're the only one I got girl. We in this together. But and it's like, luckily for me, I've made friends that are very trustworthy and that I've been rocking with since I came here. But realistically, if I had met people that didn't have good intentions with me, I was in a state where like, I have no one. You're now my person. You're now someone that like, I'm now going to rely on. And like, it's, it's a very weird teeter totter between not being trusting and like not trusting anyone because you are new to a new city and because you are alone. And then also being like, I really need company. I just need like companionship. So like, I found myself dealing with that because I'd meet people and it's like, girl, you don't know you can't trust nobody. So like, you need to like really have a vetting process to realize is this person in my life because they need to be or because they're just holding this place filler because I just need someone there. And I think that'll like, that's something that you realize too, um, being an adult and being alone. And also it's just so hard to make adult friends. Like, where are you supposed to meet them? I used to meet all my best friends back in high school, elementary and middle in PE. For some reason, the girls I walked the mile with, like, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Like we really was like rocking hard. And I, I didn't have like, I mean, I, I, I've had two French, like real friendship breakups in my life. And, you know, that does hurt. But like, looking back, I'm like, you know what, I don't, anyone that I have cut off, and that is not in my life is not a friend, and not anyone that I miss. But it's different when like, you're no longer with your people, because something fell out, or because something bad happened, but literally just because of distance, like, Mm -hmm. there's just literally nothing you can do about it. You can't be like, you can't have animosity, you can't be like, damn, you know, she did this to me. And that's why we're not talking. It's literally just like, I don't see you every day anymore. We're just not near each other. Like, it's literally just like we're moving into different phases of our lives. And sometimes that just naturally creates distance, like physically. And then also in the relationship where like, you're just not talking every day like you used to. So like, all of those things are very hard. That was a very long answer, but I had a lot of points to hit. Um, You hit them them well. Thank (laughs) Thank you. you. I'm sitting here, I'm feeding, like I'm getting so much information from y'all too. Granted, we're not like that far off in age or, you know, careers or anything, but like, wow like there's such a big gap between like you know literally just getting out of school three months ago versus like having a whole year like so many things can change which is scary but also it gives me hope that like very soon I will have it together and I'll be more content with you know being by myself and trying to figure this out so yeah y'all Shout out to you too, girl, because graduating is not easy. Just getting through those four years. And realistically, like the difference between being in college and then your first couple years out of college, it's it's crazy because we are not far apart in age at all. It's like maybe year to year to two years max. But it's like the experiences, the maturity. And this is why I be like, when people be like dating, this is so off, but like off, off, off topic. When people be like 26, 27 dating like a 20-year-old, I'm like mentally the eight like age wise it might only be a couple years but i'm like experience wise and maturity wise you probably went through so much in those six years that like that person just can't relate to yeah like it's just like yeah Uh, that's besides the point y'all that's a whole other topic that's a whole other episode (laughs) i just had to say that because i was like yeah it's it's a huge difference between like 22 to like 25 yeah um but for you guys what have you found to be some of the things or tips that really help you adjust to the non-school lifestyle and get used to corporate life or just life after college if you want to go ahead yeah um for me y'all know I love a good nap so like that from 
I, when I take naps, I, it's not like, oh, I feel groggy after. That's my reset. Like it's a pause for the day. And then I can, it's like a restart for the day. Like that's for me, that has helped me adjust. But that's been me since like five. Like I ain't, I ain't never not took a nap. <laughs> um, and another thing, unfortunately, the working out girlies are right. Like it really provides something that nothing else in this world can really provide for you. Like a walk. I'm a walking girly. I ain't never been a walking girly until the pandemic. I got in a podcast. That's kind of when I brought it up to Danasia. That's kind of how uh, the, the hot girl walks. Loki initiated this podcast because I was like, we talk a lot. I'm letting the people talk. Let's go ahead and get on anchor. Girl, yeah. literally, we were like, we'd be talking. And after every every conversation, mind you, it'd be like four hour conversations. And you're like, let's get a bit of podcast. Maybe we should. <laughs> We should have, let me get in Canva and start designing a little, a little logo. <laughs> so yeah, literally the, the very beginning of our Instagram, shot, like the ninja was like, it needs to be this, this, and this. And I was like, I think we can do like a little chill. Bro. She's like, no, it needs to be. And I was like, okay. And I'm really no, glad. Type she, A. Like, I, I was taking the branding very serious to very. this day. Even us picking the picture for the, the, the actual thing. I was like, oh. no, like. Yeah. They was like they was like, let's just do just throw that one up there. I said, no, we need to like be strategic about, you know, ang- like like everything. Like I just be having a vision visually. She was like, asking people like, what what do you think about this or versus this one? And they were like, This one looks like a poodle. And I was like, I guess she got a poodle. She got a- we did well the way we were sitting, it was giving it was that park. It was oh, giving yeah. that park. Yeah, and it, <laughs> I'm glad she took it to somebody else because to me I was like, Yeah, it looked cute. Like I love it. Like perfect. But I'm glad we had an outside source because obviously, like, it's us. We gonna love it. So shout out <laughs> to you for where what what was I talking working out? That's what it was. <laughs> <laughs> Um, working really out really, it really got me. I've realized I would love to be the hardcore, work, hardcore working out girlies, but unless I have like an outfit or my belly's going to be showing a lot during the weekend, it never gave intense. It, I, I, if it's more than 10 minutes of, of intensity, I, I'm going to get bored and stop doing it. So that's why I go my walk. Cause it's not intense. I could walk five miles. I'm fine. That's like a little boy after, but I'm fine. Um, also finding what kind of schedule works for you, whether that be like, wake up, do stuff, then go to work or roll out of bed, hop on my computer. Like it just kind of day to day and kind of giving myself grace, give yourself grace. Granted, this just started this summer. Like I wasn't really giving myself grace and like doing affirmation, things like that. And really being understanding of like, it's okay if things change. As a type A girly, that is hard to get into the brain. And I'm so glad my prefrontal cortex is almost there. It's almost. Because y'all know I'm hitting the 20. So um, anyways, finding what kind of schedule works out for you. And as well as what foods works best for you. Not every food you should be consuming. Like for me, I've just been getting really into the Pinterest type of like what the girlies be saying I should be eating. And it's really been helping me like juicing. Never thought I'd be a juicer. Love it. Oh my gosh, I love juicing. I'm in my juicing and smoothie era. If you follow me on Instagram, you see like every weekend I'm on it. I am on it. Okay. Um, also leaning and leaning on your friends. Like I've always leaned on my friends, but you have a lot of idle time. And not a lot, but the the summer, if you're not working, you have a lot of time. And but 
between that, you get off of work and you get home that six to 12, you have to find the time. You have to find out what you want to do during those hours. For me, I, my, one of my love languages is FaceTimes, love FaceTimes. So figuring out who your community is and having that list of people that you have to talk to every single month, if not every single week, like I have some people that I, I have a list at Google and Google calendar. I say friend check-in all the list and I need to make sure all every single name is checked off. Always getting towards the end of the week, uh, end of the month, girl, let me go ahead. A call this weekend. Okay. Call, call the week after like, just finding time in your routine to make sure you're leaning in on your community because at the end of the day, we're all going through this together. And even if they're not in your same lane, at the end of the day, we're also still in our 20s. We're all still trying to figure it out. Lean on them and don't try to just keep everything in. Talk. Y'all know I don't got no problem talking. Never. I am a, <laughs> I'm an ex oversharer. So it never gave, I was never afraid to talk. But like having different perspectives from different friends, because like if I go to Denasia for one thing versus Elisa for another, like two different answers. And also like categorizing your friends, like for Denasia, yeah. I talk to her only about specific things. And maybe this is like friendship PTSD because a lot of my secrets have been shared, like definitely in college, but like compartmentalizing your friends. Some girlies aren't fans of it. I am like, I only go to the nature for certain things and I only go to Kelly for certain things. Like, it's like, yep, I could talk about this now. I've been holding it in, but I can finally talk to you and tell you about this topic. So those are some things that have helped me. And like, I am really enjoying the person that I am. When I first started college, when I first started my big girl job, I didn't know who I was. Fransky. I, August 9th from then, to August 9th now, two different girls. She was lost. And that's okay. You're going to be lost. Like that, a lot of people don't talk about. They're like, these are my outfits. Da, 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 da. This is my lunch. Like, we don't know what's going on. We don't. Like, this is, oh, this is a whole new way of life in a whole new freaking state across the freaking country with nobody. I ain't got a single family member. I ain't got a single friend here. Like, it was hard, but I'm just glad there was a lot of growing pains, but I'm, I, I wouldn't do it again. But I'm glad I did it. And went through it because it made me the person that I am now. And frick, work, the nine to five lifestyle is a lot. I don't know how you do it, D, because you be going in the office. I don't know how you do it. But this hybrid lifestyle, it might be even a little harder because you, you can go to sleep hybrid. Mm-hmm. You shouldn't. But a lot of the girlies do with sleep, Netflix, YouTube. There's a lot of different distractions versus when you're in the office. When I, when I knew I wanted to get work done in that office in that field for real but those are some of the tips if you like resonated with anything or anything that any of us are saying please reach out to us on instagram type a or individual individual instagram because we're all in this together we're all type a girlies uh, type a black girlies or text in the group me either or but y'all please talk to someone if i if you don't listen to anything please talk to someone don't keep it in uh tiffany what's something or what are a few things that have helped you adjust to this three months that you've been out of uh, college. Yeah. Um, you you kind of hit them all, which is also, you know, things that'll help you a year after graduation. Like the the same things apply to me. Um, definitely establishing that routine is really important um, to the extent that you can though. Y'all, like I said, 
if I can't take Serena out, I'm just not going to the gym. But <laughs> what can I do in the meantime to still give myself some type of routine? So for one, my dog, Doc, that's what we call him for short. Um, I will sit in my bed all morning and not take him out. But since I'm home, especially before I have to start commuting, I've been taking him out every day for maybe the past week. Um, you know, a little bit for fitness ball. So, you know, okay, this is a routine. He needs to be out before 1030. If he's not out by 1030, he will tell you about it. My dog can talk. <laughs> he, he will tell you about it. You know what I mean? So starting off little like that, also drinking water, like little things like that, that I can kind of incorporate in my day to make it somewhat manageable until mm -hmm. I can fill my day for eight hours working nine to five. Um, you know, and then figuring out life after that. Um, also just being open to the transition. Um, when people ask me, oh, like, how are you? I'm always like, eh. Um, and it's partly eh, because, you know, I am in this weird spot, but also I am blessed. I'm so blessed. I never, you know, I never failed to mention that in all of that stuff, but I really am blessed. You know what I mean? I'm not working my full-time job. My time was already pushed back. I'm still, at least probably up until about a month ago, I was grieving the fact that, you know, I wasn't starting my life when I thought I was going to. Um, I'm losing friends. I'm not talking to some friends as much, um, you know, but just being real with people like, yeah, I am okay. I'm not perfect all the time. And um, I am, I'll, I'll say I'm an ex people pleaser. So I'm very good. Or I was very good at saying, Oh, I'm good. I'm great. Yes. Life is growing great right now. The moment I graduated, no, life is horrible. Um, you know, I'm not having a good day. I'm not having a good week. And, you know, not only expressing that to, you know, those people that ask how you are, like, you know, people that, you know, I see on the street or, you know, old colleagues, whatever, but also to my family as well, just being open with them about how I'm really feeling. Like, no, I'm not okay this week. I'm not okay today. Um, You might have did something that kind of triggered me or, you know, my boyfriend might have done something that triggered me. Just like being open with everyone Um, because, you know, we're all human at the end of the day. And although I might not get that same openness from the people that I'm open to, it's helping me at the end of the day, you know, being as open as possible and being real that, you know, I am in a sticky situation. Um, and then also just acknowledging the fact that things get better. Um, it's really hard to be positive sometimes, especially for me. Um, I could be a Debbie Downer too. Um, but, you know, just reminding myself, like, it's going to be okay. You'll be fine. Um, you know, little things like that have also kind of been helping me um adjust also letting go of a lot of things too um also like Denasia I was in every single club on campus um I made sure I was in this I did that I helped out this person I helped out this person I didn't know what that was but I was going to be a part of it so I could do x y and z um and you know even with that y'all I still have access to my school email I don't I don't need it at me all. too I, I I don't need it. And, you know, I tell myself I need it. I got to go through. I got to, you know, get my documents and stuff like that. But, like, realistically, I'm not in school anymore 
I'm not getting my master's right now. Definitely not getting my master's at Rutgers. So like I need to unplug from that. Um, But I guess also I feel like fully unplugging from something that I've known of for four years is kind of like, I feel like it's going to throw off my routine, but you know, school isn't a part of my routine anymore. So, you know, I'm trying to let go of those things that I might be removed from. I don't need to be in the groupies anymore. You know, leaving, <laughs> le- and it's, it's little things too, like leaving the, um, leaving the class group meetings, deleting Canvas. Oh my gosh, that was like a funeral. When I deleted Canvas, I texted so many people and I was like, y'all, I just got rid of Canvas. Like the the world is over, but you know, like getting rid of these small things that, you know, obviously I'm always going to have love for my school. I'm always going to go back. Like I said before, you know, with those students, like I'm always going to go back and help. But like these things that I don't have to worry about, three, four days a week at school, like getting rid of those things too. And I know it's hard, but if you graduated this year and still have Canvas on your whatever, unless you're waiting for a final grade, let it go. Um, mm. The club, the clubs that you were a part of will be okay. If they need you, they will contact you. Um, You can always check in, but like just not being as available when it comes to school stuff as you know, I was in the past and y'all, I was available. I was a people pleaser. So, you know, always just being involved in things like that. Um, but you yeah, know, be open, create a plan, um, and let go of the things that won't bring you to that next, you know, step in life. Absolutely. Girl, I, the canvas thing, I deleted that app the day I graduated. I'm not going <laughs> <laughs> also, but also I was very burnt out like I was ready to do like I mm-hmm. was extremely extremely burnt out so literally I think I deleted it before I even walked the stage I'm not gonna hold you wow but, you know yeah, and I but was we, burnt out too but I, I couldn't get rid of it I had a whole RU folder with all the apps I had the, the Rutgers app so I could see what time the bus come when am I hopping on that bus <laughs> ever again but, you know what but, I mean Honestly, though, I still keep my school email because I'm using that for student discounts. I don't yeah. care. I will I will go on Princess Polly right now. I will go on, I mean, O-Polly. O-Polly got 20% off student discount in case y'all looking for a dress you know soon. Um, I'll be, be using, I'll be like Tomp D at UNLV. Like, yeah, <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> I don't care. Um, but yeah, every point that you guys hit on was, 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 very accurate um I had to remind myself on the question because everything was hitting bro and I'm like oh. this is all one just like this feels like one big advice panel like we really spilling the good we are yeah. um but for me like I I especially the point about like talking to your friends like as y'all know like me and Faith are very different when it comes to sharing like I'm a very private girly a very like handle it myself and then maybe decide if I want to tell people what happened afterwards type of girly mm-hmm. and like I really had to like kind of try to break out of that mold because I mean, realistically, the problems I was going through in college wasn't really nothing like that deep. Looking back, it, it, it might have been very deep in the moment, and I am dramatic, so it was probably the end of the world back then. But looking back, I'm like, that's nothing compared to like the adult issues you'd be going through um, once you like, you know, start growing up more, I guess. And I guess also with realizing that you're an adult, it just comes with like, I feel like I call it like grieving your childhood. Mm. This is, I. Shout out to shout out to Mia because I think we talked about this and we we named it grieving your childhood when you like graduate and when you start or even if you didn't go to college if you just start adulting by yourself 
it's kind of like, damn, I can't do what I used to do as a kid anymore. Like I'm not a kid and whatever happened back home or whatever I went through as a child, I'm never going to be able to go back to that. I'm never getting it back. And like, for me, it's realizing like, even if I, let's say I decided to move home tomorrow, it's never going to be the same as how it was previously. Mm -hmm. And so like, I think part of it is just grieving what used to be as a kid and also like realizing how to self-soothe. Like for me, I have to really learn how to handle my emotions first because before I go to other people and talk about it because I'll be very reactive and like I'll make I'll make quick decisions and I'll be like nope I'm done like I'll be very impulsive sometimes and it's like I need to learn how to work through my emotions and that's what I've really been working on this past year is like figuring it out myself first before I involve other people mm-hmm. journaling it out and actually determining how I feel about something before I like start talking about it because realistically like you can't bring everyone into your personal problems sometimes even if they have good intentions it's like especially when it comes like relationships or like very sensitive things like I realize let me figure out how I feel about it first before I go tell all my friends that I don't want him no more like let me actually figure let me figure it out and not even just relationships like job wise just life in general And um, another point that you guys had reminded me of, um, for me, like work-life balance has been something I've also really been trying to figure out because like starting, starting off working in finance was very, very rough. And this past year, I, especially the first six months, it was a very rough transition. Like I was like, this is intense. This is very intense. And figuring out that like, you know, for one, it's not just outfit of the days. Like I know I be posting those on the story, but the outfit of the days is like a five second snippet of my entire day. And realistically, it's not all glitz and glamour being in corporate sometimes. And we'll probably talk more about this in our one year in corporate episode, but like it can be very, very emotionally and like mentally taxing. And I didn't know that going into it. So like when I'm coming home and like, I don't even have energy to like do anything, but take a shower and go to sleep. Like I feel like Squidward some days. I was like, I'm literally just, doing the motions going home and not even like wanting to talk to anyone like like I the amount of times I've sat there and watched a phone call ring because I'm like I just don't have it in me to give that person my energy like I cannot give them the energy they need in this phone call right now like I, I can't I don't have it in me and like coming to terms with that is just like damn like it kind of makes you doubt like is this for me like am I cut out for this lifestyle do people really do this every day and then realizing what can I do to help myself and for me that was just like realizing what were like frustration points in my life and then eliminating those. So the first frustration point for me, and I'm gonna say this all the time, is walking. Faith loves her hot girl walks. I don't like walking with a purpose. I like to ride. I like to be a passenger princess. I don't like walking, especially in the elements, baby. Like I'm not with it. So like I bought a scooter. I was like, I'm not doing this no more. And you, if you see me scooting around your Jersey or New York city, it's because I just realized one of the pain points for me was like having a very, very hard day at work and then having to walk 15 minutes back home. And I was like, I literally like, that was just the icing on the cake some days where I had a really, really rough day. And like, that would, would be what would take me out. And I was like, bro, I can't do this. So like figuring out what frustrates you or figuring out things that you can make easy in your life and then working on that. And for me, I would feel frustrated or I feel upset some days and I couldn't pinpoint what was wrong. So now I'm like really trying to work on pinpointing why do I feel this way right now? Am I upset because I miss my family? Let me call them. Am I, am I feeling really tired because I really had a long day or is it because I just walked 15, 20 minutes in the humidity? It's probably the humidity. Let me go drink some water and, and go ride my scooter next day instead. So like just really like self-diagnosing your problems and then like self-soothing afterwards too has been really big for me because 
I can't just be like, oh, I'm frustrated and I hate my life. And then, you know, that's it. Like realistically, I work too hard and I sacrifice too much to have this life to, for one, complain about it without doing something about it. Like having, if I'm going to complain, I need to figure out a solution too. I can't just complain openly. Like, let me actually figure out what I can do to solve the problem. Um, so that's been my main thing. And I think I had one more thing that I wanted to mention because y'all, y'all had brought it up. Oh, oh, Faith, talking about like compartmentalizing your friends. Um, I think we've had we've had friendship episodes in the past, of course, but I think we'll probably have another one to talk more about it. Like realistically, I realize that not everyone is your friend, too, which is very hard to come to terms with. But it's true. And and also realizing that you can have friends that are not. I don't want to, I don't want to say they're surface level friends, but it's like not everyone has to be your best friend. You don't yeah. have to tell everyone all your like deepest, darkest secrets for you guys to make it feel like that friendship is valid. Mm -hmm. And I think that's really hard to come to terms with too, because like I have friends where I'm like, we just go to brunch and we party together and that's okay. Yeah. It's okay. You know, like if I, I know my friends in my closest circle, if I call them in the middle of the night and something's wrong, they will come. I know if I have friends that will fly out here and come to me. Like, I know that will happen. So it's like, and vice versa. Those are the people that I know I can count on in my little circle. Everyone else, it's okay to just have someone as an acquaintance. You don't have to feel like everyone is your best friend. Mm -hmm. And I think that really does hurt little middle school Denasia who wanted everybody to be her friend. And yeah. like my birthday invite list was getting long because I don't want people to feel left out. Yes. <laughs> like realistically, it's a very hard thing to come to terms with as an adult, but it's true. Like not everyone has to be your best friend and you don't have to be theirs. And if someone is not giving you the energy that you need as a friend, you do not have to put up with that. You you can, you can, you not saying cut them off, but it's like, you don't have to have that energy in your life. Yeah. And that's another grown, grown adult lesson. Yeah. Like not everyone is your friend. That is every black mom's favorite quote. Not yeah. everyone got to be your friend. They were right. They were right. Every time. They've never like never lied. It's true. It's so true. And it's just like you don't really get it until you get it. Yeah. And you're like, Mom, guess you're not my guess you're not my friend no more. Yeah. Not for me, it wasn't even really the friend breakups because every I mean, the two friend breakups I have had were for good reason. I was like, you do not need to be in my life no more. Mm, but yeah. for me, it just be the people that like, as a, especially in college, like you think you're closer than you are with them. And then you realize you're really not. And you're like, Hey, like I had yeah. you on my bestie list, but I'm not on yours. Mm -hmm. Girl, I, I don't like being an, I don't like not being a main character in other people's lives is what I've realized. Yeah. I, if I'm a side character and you're like, Oh, I forgot about you. Oh, okay. you can come if you want. Like, no. Like, if it's not a definitive, I want you there, I don't yeah. want to be there. That's simple. It's just mm -hmm. that simple. And it, it, it takes some time to learn. You, I, I feel like I give my girlfriends, especially in college, more chances than I was given those men in college. Trash. Don't do that. <laughs> but, you know, it is what it is. Um, but That, that too. Because <laughs> that's a whole other thing. I that, can't really. Got, I'm sorry, y'all. I need to start writing these things down. Gotta yeah. start. Got, I'm about to scroll <laughs> some pages back in the journal. But even that too, like, like making sure you don't let your relationships or like the other people in your life define you too as an adult. Because it's very easy to start since you don't have an identity of being a, a student anymore. Yep. You're like, what's my new identity? Like, what is my new thing? I'm and don't to... let it be that man. Yeah. Bro. And it's please. It's hard when he's an angel. I'm not going to hold you. I'm struggling with that right now. Right now, 
I, I'm putting myself in eras right now. I'm in my juicing era. That that if if I could put myself in an era, I can detach myself from the man, and that that's how I'm doing it currently because it's it's hard, especially living with them. Frack! Oh my gosh! And it's like listen when you hear, when you hear Dammy, you see you hear Faith. If you see Dammy, you see Faith. So I'm 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 definitely working on that one, but just glad he's not a toxic one because if he was. It would be a whole nother conversation, but mom's Ooh, listen, yeah. that's, that's cause I, I, yeah. that's, that's what I was dealing with. Like I was literally dealing with all of this moving in and like, like learning and experiencing new things on top of like a mini breakup in February, like all of that out. That's a whole other thing. And I was just like, this is a lot to juggle at one time. So I said, to say any girlies that are going through right now, you are not alone. Do not be fooled yeah. by social media also. For well, me, I don't feel the need to explain myself on social media. Like, I post what I want to post. And if you either watch or you don't. But, like, some people will take what they see on social media as, like, Bible and think that's all there is to it. And it definitely isn't. Like, girl, just because someone's only posting a snippet of their life. Yeah. Content is key. You're not yeah. seeing the contents. And realistically, I don't trust that many people to even have on my business on social media anyway. Exactly. So either yeah. you listen to the pod or you know me. And that's it. <laughs> no one that, between that that part um <laughs> all right y'all what are some coping mechanisms out of all the stuff we've said today um you use when you really start to feel down or alone during the transition to adulthood and i think the transition to adulthood is throughout our 20s we're literally baby 20 year olds in the grand scheme of things but in this year i feel like i've grown so much and i don't even recognize 22 year old faith i don't know who that girl is 2023 I can't wait to see why I'm 25. Like I, I just feel like the years get better and better, and you get you get the higher salary. That's really what it is. But um, yeah. Tiffany, I'll have you go first. Um, what are what are some coping mechanisms you you found you found in these few months? Yeah, so I, I was never really like a partier or anything like that in college. You know, I, I showed up where I had to be. You know, every everyone knew where I was. You know, if if I if I went, I cared about you. Whatever. If not, whatever. Um, but now that I'm 21, a night out, oh my gosh. It's like going shopping and you completely forget about what you were mad about. <laughs> Me and my best friend Bree were, um, we were having a really rough week, probably like about two weeks ago. And we're like, you know what? We're going to go out. We're actually going to go look at those flyers that everyone posts on Instagram. And we're going to go see what party hits. We're going to put on a cute fit. Our moms are going to take us to the train station. We're going to be mature. We're going to figure it out. And we're just going to have a good time. And we had the best time ever. Like, and she's working her job now to another corporate daddy. Um, You know, so she's in her life too. And definitely, you know, her stress is different than like my stress still not even working yet. But, you know, just going out and, you know, temporarily forgetting about our feelings really helped. Now, definitely... I'm not I'm not a partier every week, at least huh? it's kind of been looking like that this summer. But look, I have a little bit of disposable income and everyone is always having stuff. So I've definitely been out more than, you know, I usually have in the past. But definitely it, it's there's nothing wrong in, you know, taking one day, one weekend or whatever to just like be the Lulu, have fun. Like, don't even look at the account. Just just go crazy. Mom, I'm so sorry. But I was going to say, you, you already too. know. You, That's you already I, know. I know that really hurts you to hear, but I'm the same way. I'm like, do, 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 do. Yeah. I'm assess the damage when I wake up. 
exactly yeah no sometimes that helps but like point is like being with friends if i'm not outside at a party i'm inside with my friends my girl Aaliyah has been throwing some really fun house parties this summer um she's having one next week i'm so excited that's like my last little hoorah before work um but just like being around friends that are also dealing with the post-grad stress or even like finishing up school or career stress like doing stuff with those people that also might want to like temporarily check out of life for a second like ooh, mm-hmm. that i didn't mean to not like check out of life no stay you 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 know what i mean yeah. like we, we <laughs> check in we yeah, check yeah. in but we temporarily clocking out yeah no exactly so like hanging out with friends that also want to clock out like that's really been um it, it's helped a lot this summer. Um, definitely, like, shout out to my friends. Like I said, y'all, the link is going out to all of them. Um, but really, my friends have held it down this entire summer. Um, and, you know, we're, we're all, you know, going through different careers and life phases and relationships and family and all of this stuff. But, you know, we all want to mentally check out sometimes. And just going out, having fun, good music, good drinks, all of that stuff can really just, like, help me and honestly I feel like when I do go out and when I do have fun on my weekends I have such a better week especially if I'm having another weekend like that the following weekend um you know the little back-to-back specials they don't happen often but when they do such a good time but definitely yeah just spending time with people not worrying about what your problems are like everyone is there and acknowledges the fact that like okay we're not going to talk about this right now we could talk about that on a Tuesday but on this Friday, we're going to go play beer pong in the garage. Like, it's okay. Um, so definitely nights out and just, you know, being around my friends has really, you know, helped me cope a little bit. And I'm going to miss it for sure. Mm-hmm. Definitely when I start working, I got to lock in for real. But, you know, it, it's been nice temporarily. And I think this is a temporary coping mechanism that I found. I should probably pick up a permanent one. Girl, yeah. It, it, Honestly, yep. I, that's kind of been my one for the past year anyway. So I think you're good. You, you, can, you, can, <laughs> you, you can work hard, party hard. I've said that's this before. I definitely am a work hard, party hard type of girl. For one, I'm, I realize I'm way more spontaneous than I would have ever thought I was in college. But I realized I just didn't have the time to do all the fun stuff I wanted to do in college. Like, I was just very one-track minded. And I was like, I don't really have time to be doing all the fun stuff. I'm going to wait until I'm like, have money to do it for one as a big girl and to have like the, the, what's the word? Um, the like comfort of knowing that like I have my job on Monday, like I, my responsibilities are handled so I can go out and have fun, you know? And I think I've realized like, especially now I, for one, I'm in a city where like, I can do the things that I love. Like I'm really interested in fashion. I love music. I'm at concerts. Like I'm going to a concert tomorrow. Like I'm literally doing things that I love all the time, which makes it feel like worth all the all the time and hours I put into the work week because I'm like, them little 48 hours Friday through Sunday, you know, I really be maximizing them. Yeah. Very much so. Mm-hmm. Um, but with that, I mean, I think for me at least, I realize that having a day where I can just reset is really important because sometimes I do allow myself to kind of say yes to a lot of things and I'm like, I don't have not one day this week to myself. Like, especially when we're filming, I'm like, I already know that's going to be a day where it's like, at least I give it about the whole night. 
So from when I get home to the, to the rest of the end of the night and I go to sleep, I know that's a day out, whatever time I'm spending with my friends or just like having after work events and stuff at work, like things like that, having a day that week that I just dedicate to it in Asia is really important because otherwise I feel like I'm giving my time to everyone but myself. And I'm like, Danasia hasn't even had time to herself and actually just like living in this apartment and just vibing out. So I really try to like use that as my coping mechanism is having a day to myself where I actually like reset. And I usually don't even watch TV. Like <laughs> my mom was like, oh, you be watching these shows? And I'm like, I haven't watched anything to be completely <laughs> honest. Like this TV, oh, y'all can't even see it. This TV don't turn on. I'm not gonna lie. Ooh. Because sometimes I literally just need peace and quiet. So even though I'm, it's always, it's always quiet in here, um, I literally just will like sit here and kind of just like marinate in my bed for the day. And then I feel like I'm good for the rest of the week. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And with um, a new pair of sheets? Mm, right on. Girl, <laughs> right I've, been on. In, I've been in this thing where I've been putting my comforter in the dryer and then putting it on the bed. I've mm-hmm. been sleeping, like, warm every night. Mind you, it is hot as hell outside. I don't care. I'll be sleeping <laughs> like, 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 like a teddy bear every night with warm, warm, warm comforter, warm vibes the whole nine. Yeah, I I sleep in my heating pad, so I definitely get it. Um, For me, for that transition of baby adulthood, realistically, uh, journaling. It felt really silly because I'm like, I felt like Moesha, like, you know, like, you know, like, that's what it felt like. But I was just like, I, to the point of Danaja talking about, like, how do I feel before I go to anybody else? I will say implementing that has been so helpful. Like if I feel away and I'm like, I cannot turn down this emotion because when I feel, I really feel like my inside and out characters up here, they be going, like they be going. So I'm like, I, I journal and I have to, my, my rule is I have to fill out the entire page. There's no half pages, get it out. Like, come on, like, what, what do you need? And for me, I have a sad journal and I have a happy journal. And like, if I'm irritated or something, I'll pull out my, dear god journal my devotional when i'm like i just want to catch up or like i'm just getting like a really irritated mood or whatever I'll, I'll, I'll pull out my happy journal and like i can draw and do colors and stuff and that has just really really helped me also i've said it and i've said it i'll say it again going on walks love fresh air and also if you're a remote girly please get some fresh air there have been two three days where i just haven't been outside and i'll be like hmm, i guess i need to get outside like that's <laughs> Just because I'm I'm a homebody, realistically. Um, also, FaceTiming, FaceTiming my people, my my tribe. Like, I never really understood that term, but I get it now. My tribe is my tribe. Like, that bridesmaid's list ain't faltered since my last, since my friend breakup. And, and, and it got smaller. And I'm kind of glad because the bachel- bachelorette trip will be funner. I'm not going to hold you. Um, but also, <laughs> napping, great reset. I'm always going to be a big nap advocate. Just close them eyes. To close them eyes. Um, girl dates. Uh, because I live in Denver and I have no girlies, it, that's been hard. So, like, the closest thing to a girl date I can get is a FaceTime call. And knowing me and my friends, it never gave less than two hours. Like, I only have one friend where it's like, okay, 30 minutes. And I'm like, I would love to talk for more, but I know that's not what you would like. So, I, I know our friend, that, that's not how our friendship worked. And it's, she's my longest friend, Elisa. She's like, okay, how are you? And then I'll just give her bullet points. I'm not going into depth. <laughs> if I need to, she knows if I go into depth, it's like I need to, but 
is bullet points. Also, being appreciative. I just started this in the past mm. few weeks, but like, yes, work is really hard. But like, how can we be positive about this? Because I can be very like, a, like you said, Tiffany, a Debbie Downer. Like, waking up at six thirty, waking up at six for a six thirty eight a.m. meeting. I was like, oh, like I just want to be in bed. Like I don't, I just want to, I just want to go to sleep because I'm a big sleeper. I love closing my eyes. I love it. But I was just like, you know what? You didn't get laid off. You make really good money. You, you're able to buy the things in your Amazon cart. You're able to buy shing carts on a Wednesday. Like, like those are the things you should be appreciative of. And that's really helped me. Cause I'm like, you know what? You're right. Like, let's get this work done and we can have fun on the weekends. And I'm, I don't know if I'll ever be a work hard, party hard, but I'm a work hard, relax hard person. And that definitely goes to, and that, that goes to my next point. It took me a long time because I'm a people pleaser and I feel like what I saw on TikTok and Instagram is what I should have been doing on the weekends. Like I feel, I feel like I'm wasting my weekends, like just sitting by the pool, like I'm boring. That's okay. What does faith like? Faith likes to sit and just relax and eat good food. As long as I'm eating good food and I have ample naps during the weekend, that's a successful weekend for me. Like, mm. like, and it, it's really hard because comparison is just like, is a thief of joy. And once mm. I got over that, I was like reading my little book, taking my little bath, going on my little early morning walks for like five miles. And listening to my, like, catching up on my on my podcast, because all of them come out on Thursday and Fridays, I said, this is the life. Like, I ain't got <laughs> here in the world. Like, and I, I'm so glad that I'm finally figuring out what I like. And that also mm-hmm. goes into, like, everything, like, food, clothes. Like, I've, I've realized I'm either dressing like a little tomboy or I'm dressing like a thought. Like, there's no in-between. And yes, for my work trip, did I have to buy new clothes? Yes, because... Yeah, but it's just being okay with what I really enjoy and not comparing it to somebody else. Like, oh, they're doing this. It's like, girl, and what do you like? And I, I think that's just the learning curve of being a baby adult because you only know what you've seen. You don't know what you like. So it was doing a lot of inner work, unfortunately. And it, sometimes it's hard. And yeah, that journal was going to see a lot of a lot of page time, a lot. But yeah, uh, I'm really enjoying the person that I am. And I don't know if there was ever a time in college where I could even think to even say that because it was just school, school, mm. school, life, bills, that pandemic. And now I'm like, I am so happy with who I am. Shout out mm. to inner work for real. And God, because never would have made Ooh. it. Oh, my this, gosh. Man. And I was going to say on top of that, um, there's there's actually this book I was going to get off of Amazon. It's called Shadow Work, which is kind of like inner work, which is like you kind of dive into like, you know, you're, this is your outside. And then like what's going on behind the scenes? What are some yeah. things that you're like not working through because you don't want to confront that? And so I can link it on on the type A page. But like I found that I ordered it because I'm going to go through it because it's like realistically you can think. A year ago, I thought I had myself figured out. I was like, I'm pretty confident in who I am. I know who I am, da 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 And now a year later, I'm like, she had no idea what she was doing like, yeah. and who she was. She was very much yeah. lost. So I feel like there's always so much more growth that you can be doing. And realistically, like Faith said, you don't even know what you like until you even try something. Like, There's so many things I wrote off. You know how picky I was at food alone. I'm not yeah. even ordering chicken fingers and fries no more. Like, Wow. 
That's what I'm saying. That's, like, that's huge. That, that's I'm a very so juvenile proud. example. Thank but, you, y'all. It's it's been such a long journey, but man, it's, it's like the little things. It really is, and it's like not even just that. Like the food, the food is a very small example, but it's like realistically realizing who you are is very hard. But once you get through it, it's like wow, I've been waiting for this. And that piece that you find too, like we're probably gonna find much more of that as the years go on, because realistically, we're not even twenty five yet. But I can only imagine when that frontal lobe. When that frontal lobe, I'm about to be untouchable, baby. Like, literally, don't say nothing to me. And like before, like on the when we first started filming, like Tiffany were talking about, and I were talking about like our relationship with God. Like, we have an episode coming out about that soon, um, next season, because realistically, God has a lot to do with why we feel at peace with ourselves and why Mm. we're even working through half the things that we're going through. Because realistically, I I don't know how atheists do it. I really don't know. Yeah. Like not yeah. having that sense of like something higher than myself is just, I don't know how people can wrap their heads around. No offense if we have any atheist type of black girls for real, yeah. but like, I just feel like really knowing that God's plan is going to happen for me, regardless of what I want is very yeah. reassuring. And one thing that we haven't talked about on this episode, at least is the fact that even if we were going through something hard as adults or we're really struggling, we knew that God got us in the end. Like oh, that was the I, only I, thing that has gotten us through a lot of these situations because when we didn't have anybody physically, we still had God. So, yeah. yeah. And I, I wanted to say too, when you have God or a- anyone, just like the, the whole idea of counting your blessings, like Faith was saying, or just like finding things to be grateful about. The more you do that, the less alone you'll feel like the episodes called nobody's coming god or whoever your friends you remembering like the good things that are happening in your life will come and completely fill that void like yeah i I went through you know not only just this past year but like a big friend breakup break i don't even know what you want to call it um but also like when i first got to school i went through something really traumatic with roommates whoo um you know just not like having all of those breaks but and still holding on to that, you know, trauma and hurt and guilt from all of that. But filling that with like, oh, I woke up this morning or, oh, I get paid in two days. Which I do. Thank you. Um, or just like remembering those small things, being grateful for literally everything will fill the void. You won't need anyone to come. You That's won't. True. If you think about what you already have and the people you already have. And like y'all were talking about like reaching out to your friends. I don't think I do that enough. Um, and I, I need to start doing that for sure. Not like my immediate circle, but you know, those that I still care about, those that I still want to communicate with and reach out to. Not being scared if, you know, they're not going to react back or whatever, but like just going out there. Like I'm so blessed to have the opportunities I have to have met the people that I have. All of that cancels out any type of bad feeling, you know, that I had. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, absolutely. And if no one's coming, at least I know Danae's coming. I got me in the end. Yeah. At the end me, day. myself, and I vibes. Like, okay, realistically, Beyonce. even if you're, you, you see her, okay? <laughs> but, like, realistically, it's like, you know, even if you don't feel like no one's coming in the moment, you won't be alone forever. But at least in that moment, you have you. And sometimes it's just going to be you at certain points in life. And that's all right. Yeah. But y'all, we've this like I feel like we just gave like a a motivation. This is like a TED talk. Yes, <laughs> but I love it. I love it. Um, but let's go ahead and get into our affirmation of the week because we are a little over time. Um, 
this week is sometimes you have to be your own superhero and save the day. Sometimes it's not going to be somebody else coming to help you. It's just that simple. Ugh. And you'll but be okay. Y'all, get a cape if you need to. Get a cape. Yeah. You'll be okay. Seven bucks on Amazon, girl. Get get any color you want. <laughs> y'all, y'all know I was Mega Mine a few a few Halloweens ago, so I got a cape ready. Okay. <laughs> like locked and loaded. Locked and loaded. Like, um, but y'all, let's. We're gonna do one call to, call from the request line, and it's very specific to this episode, but not about no one's coming. But I'll go ahead and let Denasia introduce it. Yeah. So this this question asks. Um, well, they didn't really ask it. They just commented. They said, joining D9 and feeling like I don't fit the aesthetic as a type A black girl. So um, if you guys don't know, I'm a member of Delta Sigma Theta Sorority Incorporated. Tiffany? I am a member of Alpha Kappa Alpha Sorority Incorporated. So we just feel like it was right, since we both are in the D- in the Divine Nine, like D9, that we would talk about this. Um, and I, I, I kind of took this when I read this as like, you know, you're either interested in joining D9 or you're thinking about it and you don't know what aesthetic you fit into or like what, what organization you think is best for you. Um, I want to first start off by saying like research is really key. Like for me, I knew off bat Delta was the one for me, but I know there are some people that really have to look at each organization to figure out, okay, I'm going to meet them people on campus. I'm going to go to those events and really get to know the chapter that's on your campus as well. That way you can figure out who you think you mesh well with, but really understand like the values of each organization before you join and make sure they align. Like don't join based on aesthetics and what you see on TikTok or what you see on Instagram or because you want to do that stroll. Like make sure you're joining it because you feel like you resonate with the values and it's not just it's not just for the aesthetic is what I'm trying to say. Because I think sometimes some people do do that and then they feel like they don't really click with the organization when they get in or like when they when they actually like are interested because like the value isn't there. So I would say, like, don't go off aesthetics is what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. When I saw aesthetic, I thought, um, whoever this person is, um, I thought you meant, like, stereotypes. And mm. th- they're a myth. <laughs> they're Thank you. a myth. You think you see the majority, but that's really only 5%. Or that's one chapter or one group of members of the organization. You know what I mean? Um, there really is no aesthetic when it comes to Greek life. I will say though, when it comes to Divine Nine, you know, we are Black Greek letter organizations. So I guess if you want to put an aesthetic on it, like, yeah, you're going to be around a lot of Black people. I love that for me, Denasia, girl. I know you love that. Thank Um, you. But don't let the stereotypes of these organizations, which don't even have to talk about them. We already know what they are. Don't, if you don't fit into that, one, don't try and turn yourself into whatever that stereotype is. And don't Mm -hmm. think that you have to be a certain way to join you will find people um just like you when you get in um even if they're not at the chapter level the regional level you'll find them internationally um I just came back from a conference actually in Chicago this past month and I met so many girls and I'm like you you were me me and she like and and I love that not saying that I haven't found that before but like it took me going outside of my very small chapter um, at Rutgers to, you know, branch off and go international and see like, wow, there are people out there for me. So you'll, you'll find your people um, if you do consider, but definitely like, don't feel like you need to change yourself and don't go in, you know, thinking you got to be a certain way. 
Yeah, I, I literally am a huge advocate for figuring out who you are first before you join Greek life, because I think it's very easy to join. And if you're not really sure of yourself or you feel like you do have to change yourself to fit into an aesthetic or a stereotype, I think it can be easy to kind of get lost in that. Mm-hmm. So I would say, like, if you are interested, like, do the work for yourself to figure out who you are, what you like, and don't let letters change you or alter who you are based on that. Like, if anything, it should be an addition. Like when I became a Delta, I was like, this is only an addition to who Danasia already was. Yeah. And it's adding value to my life. It's not something that's taking over your entire life. And like the aesthetics also, like Tiffany said, are like if you're looking from the outside, maybe it might seem like it's more important than what it is. But once you're actually in the organization, you realize that there, I have sores in every single walk of life you can imagine. There's going to be somebody in the organization that you can relate to and that realistically you will find a sister in. So. Yeah. I say I wouldn't and, worry about the aesthetics. <laughs> yeah. And there's so much work to be done too. Like you won't you won't be worried about how you look or what's going on when you're actually out there on the front lines doing what you need to do. So Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. There's there's bigger things to worry about than than a lot of the aesthetics or the stereotypes you be seeing online. So Yeah. Go look at Florida. They don't care how you look. They're just trying to get rid of it. So Yeah. T. Uh, um yeah, so I, I don't think we have time for why would you say that. But Tiffany, if you have one, since you are a guest, yes. if you want to share. Y'all, yes. please. I, I was like, please, I don't want to cut this out because I was telling Danasia, Twitter or X, whatever you want to call it, it's still Twitter to me, was actually popping this week. Um, So I found a video. I'm going to like kind of show it. You you could see it a little bit, but you know, the these are high school kids oh, and like Rick yes. Owens and... Balenciaga, all the stuff that we could not afford um, in high school. And mm-hmm. the person that tweeted this said, we ate, not going to lie. <laughs> you know how you laugh before you read it? <laughs> the person was like, OMG, these kids be scamming, they as fly. And scamming? you know what? Scamming. Yeah. Like, because you know, yeah. this, this, is how, this is how the chase guy looks. With yeah, really skinny jeans and the Rick Owens on the feet. <laughs> but why would you say that about high schoolers? Um, Listen, I knew when they was wearing yeah. lace fronts on the first day of school that times have changed. Yeah. I said, all I needed was a good box braid. What, yeah. what's yeah. We wasn't even doing knotless yet. <laughs> and I was fat, like, <laughs> but no, scamming is really crazy. I'm gonna send that to y'all though if you want to put it on the Instagram because yeah. yeah, yeah, I'm gonna laugh at that after this. <laughs> yeah, send it over because. It's, it's been a time. It's been a time with the, the high school is on. And 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 Riverboat, we'll we'll unpack Riverboat Twitter yeah. next episode because yeah. there's a lot to unpack. The man with that chair. I said the folding chair is crazy, <laughs> but valid. Mm-hmm. Valid. So they had no they had no business, no clues, no decorum none. being on that one boy. And you know, Aquaman got it. Like if you know, you know. But we, we really going we gonna to get into the calls from the request line. And uh, we're going to have a, why we say that? Strictly Alabama. We, it's going to be late, but it's going to be Strictly Alabama. <laughs> strictly, strictly an Alabama edition for real. Because the that tweets part. I got out of that, the bookmarks is looking a little heavy. Yeah. But <laughs> guys, we, we've already had a very long episode. But honestly, we just had such a lot of topics to talk about and so many good points made. So I want to say again, thank you so much to Tiffany for being our first ever type A black girls guest. Thank yeah. y'all. Really appreciate it. 
we love you and thank you again for so much like support you've shown us thank you to honestly all the type of black girlies that participated in the trivia um we love y'all down and yeah thank you guys for remembering a lot of that stuff i was like i'm not gonna hold you unless it was like personal stuff that i really remembered the memory was gone for me so i said (laughs) that you remember is amazing shout out to you i kind of binged that once and then i was like oh okay you know, so I, I, yeah. I figured it out. I figured it out. But shout out to y'all. Y'all are great. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, y'all. Mm-hmm. So we yeah, will talk yeah. to y'all next week. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Bye.